Welcome to the Gangster of Consciousness. My name is Catherine McIntosh, rebel, entrepreneur, mom, global access consciousness certified facilitator, body intuitive, and founder of the No Judgment Diet, bringing you conversations to inspire you to follow your knowing and be the rebel by listening to your gut despite what anyone else might say. This is about being willing to go against the norm to create magnificence in every area of your life. Genius was not created by following the rules. All right, my friends, welcome to the podcast. I am so super excited for today's episode because I have a special guest and she's a rock star. And I recently just met her and I was like, oh my goodness, can you please be on my podcast? Because <laughs> we both have a lot to say. So, you know, I want to introduce you to this amazing woman who is a rebel, is a dragon slayer for all my dragon people out there, which I'm so excited about. And we're going to have a raw, vulnerable conversation with some topics that may be interesting to you. So Miss Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Welcome. Oh my gosh. I am so stoked to be here. Thank you so much. I've really been looking forward to this. Awesome. So Jennifer, tell us a little bit about you and what your mission is and how you got started and what is your passion today and what you're lit up by. Oh girl, you're opening up a can of worms. <laughs> Yeah, you know, this is so much fun for me to talk about because, you know, I have been in the fitness industry as a professional fitness, you know, I was a fitness model. I stood on stages for years, doing this for like almost 15 years now, right? And, you know, it's so interesting because I did not go looking for fitness, right? Like it came creeping in and found me. You know, I wanted to be an attorney, blah, but I did, <laughs> right? Like that was my thing. And, um, I found myself in, and I think a lot of women out there can relate to this. I found myself in a really difficult marriage. Like it was a kind of marriage that I felt like as if I was suffocating, right? Like I had no voice and, you know, it became more and more abusive the longer we kind of stayed in this tumultuous relationship. And then I found myself pregnant, right? And which was beautiful. Obviously, I have the most incredible, amazing 13 year old daughter. But what happened was, you know, through this, you know, abusive relationship, my solace was fitness. I found it. I found my strength there. I found my physical strength. But then I found like this empowering, emotional, spiritual kind of like, screw everybody. Here I go. I'm going to just take on the world. So with my baby on my hip, no shit, like literally on my hip, I opened up my own gym. And it was not easy. I did it with sweat equity and, you know, slept on the cot sometimes in my gym um, with my daughter, <laughs> but we did it right. Like we, we started understanding like, and I say we, because she was part of it with me. Right. Um, this gift I had that I found in myself, I wanted to give to everybody else. Like I just wanted to share it. I was like, look, we can do anything. Just empower yourself, get stronger physically, emotionally. We, we've got this. And I found that women just started raising up. Like they just started leveling up their life when they got stronger. So um, it was beautiful, right? Like what a cool story, right? Here's a single mom, like doing the thing. Well, it looked really good, 
from the outside. <laughs> I know that story. It looks good from the outside, but there's definitely a whole lot going on underneath the surface. Ooh, girl. So now listen to this. So check it out. So now I'm in the fitness industry. I think I've got to like really put myself out there. So in order to continue to get clients and do all this stuff, I, I get this idea that I'm not going to make money unless I look fitness perfect. Mm. Right. Like, like I'm not going to be successful or good enough or worthy or have credibility in the fitness industry unless I look like those Instagram images. So now I'm attached to this external vision of what I think I need to look like. Right. So now fitness turns dark. It gets ugly because my obsession begins. Right. And I start standing on stages. I start standing on more stages. I now think that unless I look a certain way and have a rocked out six pack and I'm shredded at 10% body fat, I'm no longer worthy of my title. Mm. So during this time, what happened is, you know, during, you know, my fitness modeling, my standing on stages, doing these fitness competitions, I became massively bulimic, um, just literally destroying my body, um, with, you know, anorexia, over exercise, orthorexia. And I, and honestly, like I almost made up my own. I mean, they were so obsessive. Like it was crazy, Catherine, like seriously, like it was dark, deep shame and guilt. So here I am, you know, training these clients, have this big gym. Now I've opened yoga studio. Now I've like got my own protein bar company. I'm doing all these things, standing on stages, but I'm a lie. Mm. I'm a freaking fraud. Mm. I'm standing on stages preaching something that I am not doing myself and I'm hiding in shame and it's dark and it's dirty and it's messy and it's literally destroying me. Wow. Um, and it was really, it was about an almost an eight year long, miserable, dark place that I lived in. And my dragons came, that's why I say like my dragons came for me night after night, just the dark demons coming for me. I could not stop the binge eating. I couldn't stop the bulimia. I couldn't stop, you know, this cycle of, okay, so now I'm not going to eat for four days, literally. And then I'm going to binge eat for a day straight and then punish myself on the treadmill and punish myself in the gym or shove my fingers down my throat and make myself purge. That was my life. Wow. So what was going on in your head while, like, while, cause I love this conversation and I honestly, like, so I'm, I was right a long time ago, bulimic anorexic and, and like over exerciser to the T you're explaining it. What the heck is orthorexia? I've never even heard of that. It's, it's this obsession with like, if you eat anything, that's not like clean or perfect. Like, like say for example, you go off the radar and you eat, you know, chocolate cake one day like that's a, and you're obsessed about it it's about people that can never not eat clean right like so I was obsessed to the point where you know if I ate one thing that wasn't clean whatever that word really is anyway wow. then I would punish myself to I mean crazy ex the extent of like running eight miles working at the gym for an hour and a half going to hot yoga right yeah. like literally no shit yeah. um and that was my life so what is going through your head at this time when you feel like a fraud, you know, you're being a fraud, you're trying to put on this happy face for your clients, you're running a yoga studio, a gym, what, what, what's going on for you internally and you're a single mom, right? Oh, yeah. Raising your daughter. What is, wow. Like, thank you. What is going on for you at this time in your life? Well, now I know, right. But then I had no awareness, right. I was asleep. 
right? Now that I'm awake and I've done so much work, I get where I was. But at that point, I was so stuck in my story, in my computer program, because I had a payoff, right? There was a payoff for my story, right? Whenever we're doing these destructive things, even though intuitively, or even maybe it's not intuitively, maybe it's logically we know it's not good for us, right? What happens is we're stuck on autopilot. And we're stuck in the story and we have no way to bring ourselves out of it. And I was so stuck in the story of not good enough, right? Not smart enough, not enough, that I had to make my body the shield because if I had this perfect shield of armor around me, no one could question me. No one's going to question a girl with a body like that, (laughs) right? Like, you know, I'm not going to, you're not going to question my knowledge or my education level, right? Who's going to question me? Look at me. You want to look like me? Let me tell you how, right? That was my story. So for me, that was, and that's the raw vulnerable truth. Like that's, that's legit. That's what was going on in my mind. And right, that was where I stayed every day. And I didn't allow myself to even push up against that, right? Because I couldn't allow anything to alter my body. I couldn't let any thought or even the thought of me being healthy alter my body because my body was the way that my daughter ate. My body was the way that she showed that I was able to care for her because I thought that I didn't have enough, that I wasn't enough, that I couldn't, my knowledge wasn't enough, that only my body mattered. Wow. I, I lo- I'm going to stop you right there just for a second. Cause I think that's such a huge place where people land and so many women and men, but women are just a lot more vocal about their experience than men are, is this underlying belief of I'm not enough that creates this insanity that causes, causes us to do actions against what is in our best interest, right? And look, we all have the dirty, dark path that we take. Some take it a little cleaner than others, some with a little more light than others. But, you know, I love what you said is like your body was the way to feed your daughter. And like, holy cow, that's huge. And so I'm curious, what what was the switch out of it? What was your wake-up call? What was your defining moment that has you so invested in... Uh, talking about this and sharing, because I know you have a way that you're like, there's a way out of this. And I'm also interested in that. But what was your defining moment? You know, I can't, I can't give you one, but I can give you two. So they were layered. Now I'm going to, I'm going to with, share with you. This is something that women are going to really relate to men too, but, but women like do this. Like it's almost like we need something external to kind of shake us up. And normally it's our kids. Normally it's our kids, right? Or, you know, if something, somebody other than ourselves. So even though I had no hormones, I had, I was literally on, I wasn't sleeping. I was losing my hair. I, I literally, literally could not, I didn't have a period for seven years. Right. So all this has logically happened to me, but that wasn't enough. Like that wasn't enough. The knowledge wasn't enough, but what was enough was one night. And I, I'm trying, I'll still, I still get a little emotional talking about this. I'll do my best here, Catherine. But I remember one night, I think my daughter was about seven or eight and we were always together, right? We were, she's, I was a single mom and we were sitting at the dinner table and she was looking at me and she innocently asked me, she said, mommy, have you ever eaten anything other than lettuce? (laughs) 
whoa. So in that moment I was convicted, right? Uh, 100% convicted by the person that mattered the most to me on the planet, right? This beautiful little soul who I was teaching to be a victim of this external world and this external, what we're supposed to look like here. She is thinking mom's healthy. So in order for me to be healthy, I need to eat lettuce and that's it. Okay. So yeah, wake up call number one. So that immediately hit me hard. And I, I realized that what I was teaching my daughter was to be a victim like me, you know, to be powerless to something like food or society or whatever, you know, we're being told in that moment that is, you know, fitness perfect or what it's supposed to look like. Right. So that was number one. Number two, as I'll, I'll share with you, there was this, this woman, I'll never forget this, this interaction with her. And I was actually holding a group hike. So I had like about 30 women with me, right? And we were doing a hike. And this woman came up to me, Catherine, and she said, she said, Jen, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me. I've been following you. I've been in your gym for eight years. I do everything you say. I work out as hard as you do. I have my kids and I, I understand it, but I've been following you and I have no idea what's wrong with me because no matter what I do, I don't look like you. And I thought to myself, here I am, right? Trying to help women. That was my intention opening these gyms. And now I'm the problem. I'm the freaking problem. I'm no longer the solution. I've put myself as the problem here. This woman is striving day after day thinking that she's something's wrong with her right? Because she's doing what I'm telling her to do, but nothing's happening because it's unattainable and it's unrealistic and it's a lie. And again, I was convicted. And from that moment, from that very moment, I decided I would no longer be part of the problem. And I was irrevocably committed to being part of the solution, no matter what it took. And that's when I started my movement. That's when I started my mission. And that's when I got you know, really in, invested in getting the help that I needed and being really honest with my community. Mm. I, lo I love that. Thank you for your vulnerability. So, so my curiosity now is if you like talk about what is your movement? What is your mission? What, where, where are you going? And I know like I asked that question from the place of like, we're all like these strong, determined people, and we have a, a, a vision of our mission, but the, the pathway and the way that it actually ends up becoming, that's not up to us. <laughs> so, so what is it? And, and, you know, in this 10 seconds, where are you going? And, and, you know, talk about yeah. that. Um, that's a beautiful question for you to ask. And, and again, I'm, I'm open to what the universe brings. Like I'm open to taking different doors, but right now, you know, my path is to change a million women's lives mm. by freeing them of this yo-yo diet cycle and this obsession with fitness and perfectionism. And, you know, I'm doing that by getting on stages and, and having you invite me to things like this, because the more we talk about it, the more women know that this is not realistic. This is not reality. This is not what we're seeing. You know, the more, you know, even today, like if I help one woman and she's like, oh, finally, like all those pictures were lies. <laughs> that was all Photoshopped and pretend, right? Um, if I can help one woman, then I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing my job. I'm, I'm in service. And that's my mission to be in service. 
Well, and I think you and I both come from a similar like psychological background in terms of really like it, it is a mindset so much more than it is what you're doing. Cause I've been the person who ate, I, you know, counted the peas and I counted the calories and I did the sit-ups and I did the workouts and I never had a body like yours. Right. And, and, and I would starve myself and do like, I was thin and I was fit, but it, it was never the action to get the result never created the happiness. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, I've heard you in a, different ways, talk about this and talk, like speak to it's, it's a shift that not many people are talking about. Right. And so for you now today, what is, what is that shift like to get a million women out of the yo-yo crazy insanity that like is feeding a culture and a society that says that this is okay, yeah. right? What it, What is that for you? Yeah, for me, like in, internally, is that what you're asking? Like my internal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, how do you, how do you, what advice would you give to others if they're listening and like, oh my gosh, I need this information. How do they start to shift it for themselves as well? Yeah. So the first thing is your why has to be bigger than the lie you're telling yourself. Can you so, say that again <laughs> a little louder? <laughs> so first of all, your why has to be bigger than the lie you are telling yourself. So listen, you guys, it's born in the ego. Like we have a payoff for this. You've got to get that. Like your payoff to be perfect. What's your payoff? So that everybody can approve of you. Like, let's get real about it. Like all of these excuses are born in the ego. All of these excuses to not shift are born in the ego because there's a payoff and that payoff is feeding, right? You not making the shift. So the first thing is like, you've got to get connected to your why. And like I said earlier, seriously, you know, we have the knowledge, we intellectually know this is not healthy. This is not good for us to be obsessing and you know, doing all these things, but we've got to get connected to an external source. And every time you, you, allow yourself to get connected to the payoff or the ego that's feeding you not treating your body well or not treating your mindset well or not treating your emotional spiritual wellness well right we're actually doing a disservice to the people around us that we love the most every time we choose the payoff we don't choose them so it's like you've got to shift that perspective you guys like seriously there's when you're not when i'm not taking care of myself i am like telling my daughter i don't care about her I'm telling my husband, I don't care about him. I'm telling him that my payoff to be perfect and in my ego is more important than them. That is, that, that's, that's huge. And, and I want to back it up with something yeah, you yeah. said earlier. That's really like, no, I love this. Like, cause yeah. keep going. I'm just yeah. going to like pause for a second and yeah. point it out. Like this, this piece around your, why has to be bigger than your lie. So people and I've been looking at this, like where are all the places in my business, in my body, in my health, in my journey, am I lying to myself? And I don't even know it. Right. And I called, I actually called a friend out the other day. I was like, you get, you're lying to yourself what you say you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what, what do you mean? And I was like, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to make you wrong here. You've told me for the last six months what you want, but your actions do not match. So there is a lie there. And, and I really like, thank you, Jennifer, because 
wow, like the, the piece of our actions, literally, no matter what we say, doesn't matter. We know it doesn't matter. And so if you're invested in, in your, um, I forget what you called it, but your mission to, to work on yourself more than you're invested in your ability to be present with your daughter and your husband, that's a huge message that we send to people. And then we wonder why marriages aren't working out or children are, you know, drowning themselves in, in YouTube and social media and like, trying to go for that one extra like to get a hit of self-esteem. So yeah, can, I just wanted to add that onto it. Yeah. And that, that lie, like, and, and this is where you need it. You have to have a different perspective, right? Cause in order to live in alignment with your value system, your actions have to meet your value systems, right? They get to be congruent, but sometimes we can't see it. Sometimes we can't see it. And like you with your friend, you need some outside perspective sometimes to kind of let you see a different, a different, a different perspective. So you can shift. Right. And, and me, my daughter was that for me in that moment at the table, right? She gave me that, that enlightenment. And then that woman on my hike kind of compounded it. And I realized that my value system is not in alignment with my actions. So I needed that in order to shift. And then when I shifted, I needed also assistance, right? With mentors, coaches that helped me continue to see the path, right? Lay it out in front of me so that they could pull me forward and I could get out of the computer program or get out of autopilot, right? And that's really important too. And I think another thing we need to talk about here is like, what are you really terrified to admit? What are you really scared to death to like, like, what is it that's really there that you just don't want to say to yourself or out loud? And, and that's the piece that can wake people up too, is like, if you really dive into that, if you really get your head wrapped around that and you really allow yourself to be open and honest about that question, that can pull you out of that, that entire perspective and put you on a different path. So I invite the audience to use that tool, use that tool. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, last week I did a, <laughs> I've been doing a whole lot of Facebook lives and I did this live on um, calling myself out on feeling like a narcissist. Right. And, uh, and, and I did actually like this, this huge skit. I like put on like, like a walk of shame. I had like a dress half zipped. I had like red lipstick smeared over my face. So like, I looked like the night, you know, the morning after walking across town, like toilet paper tucked in my underwear. Like, I mean, it was, it was quite awesome. Highly recommend anyone go check it out. But, but what, what I did in that Facebook live is I called out this thing that I've been hiding from the world, which is, I felt like a narcissist because I get on podcasts, I get on, you know, stages, I get on Facebook live, I teach classes all over the world. And what do I end up doing? Telling my stories. Cause that's what I know. And at some point I was like, Oh my God, it's all about Catherine. And, and that one act was like an energy opening. Cause we have this fear of, of 
oh, if I tell the world my most shameful, most embarrassing, most secretive thing that I think I'll die if anyone knows. But here's the thing that most people don't experience, and I'm so glad you're talking about this, mm -hmm. is when you actually say it out loud, when you let the skeleton out of the closet, when you talk about it to others, all of a sudden it literally physically is no longer hiding in your system, in your body, in your unconscious mind, and you actually have the freedom to use your awareness to change your life. Oh, yeah. So that, what you just, I love that you said that. And I want to point out something else. It's really interesting. So yes, I agree aggressively with that statement. <laughs> so for me, my, and my husband always says, the thing you don't ever want to say is the thing that people need to hear the most. Right. So do you think it's easy for me to stand on a stage in front of people and tell them that I shoved my fingers down my throat? Hell no. Hell no. But I care more about the difference that that's going to make than I care about how they view me. Right. So it's also in service, you guys. Like this is the thing. Yeah. It frees you. Like, yes, it sets you free. You can finally breathe again. You feel like you have wings. You can feel like you can slay your dragons. But what for me is even bigger than that is that it's in service. You're in service of someone else because someone else needs to hear that so that they too will have the courage to step out and set themselves free. So every time we set ourselves free, we also give an opportunity to be in service of other people, which is the most beautiful, like energetic exchange possible, in my opinion. So women out there that are, that are sitting there in this struggle, right? In this, in this fear, um, they're in panic because they're in shame of what they're doing. Maybe they feel like they should be able to get a control over their emotional eating. Maybe they feel like they've got control in every aspect of their life, that there's this one thing that they should be able to do. And they're sitting in the closet at night, binge eating on Girl Scout cookies, whatever, right? Whatever it is. And they're hiding it. Girl, talk about it. Say it out loud because you're not the only one. And once you say it, there's someone in your community that's going to say, oh, that's me too. I just didn't know that it was just me, right? And that sets this chain, this beautiful ripple of transformation throughout our communities, which is the goal. I love that. So besides speaking it, what mm -hmm. someone who is wanting, listening to this, wanting to get free. Oh my gosh, what's happening? God is calling. <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to stop it. I thought my phone was in the other room. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, That's all right. You know what? We just, you know, and this is, I think this is perfect because I, I, I love this in the sense of when distraction comes in, most of us stop, right? And we go, oh, it doesn't show up perfect. And it's like, no, life is actually God's calling you in the middle of the past, <laughs> right? To validate your statement. And you just like life is, because especially in the diet world and in changing the body and physical fitness, we're taught that you have to do it perfectly. You have to follow it to a protocol. And if you don't, you've ruined the moment, right? And so, you know, I, what do you say to people who maybe want to change their body, maybe do want, and they're, they want the freedom you're talking about, but the only frame of reference they have to get there is to lose five, lose five pounds. Oh God. I love this question so much. Thank you so much for asking this. This is so important. So, okay. I, I have to, I want to say this one thing too. There's this culture right now of like body love and I'm big on that. Like love your body where it's at, but that doesn't mean 
that as a woman, you can't say, yeah, I I'm, love my body. I'm feeling good in my own skin, but I still want to lose 10 pounds. Like, that's okay. We're getting to this point where women are like, now they're going the other way where it's like, I don't want to say that because I might seem vain. No, girl, if you want to lose 10 pounds because you feel good in your skinny jeans, by all means, lose 10 pounds. No one's going to, no judgment, right? Like you say, Catherine. So for me, I honor that. Like you get to honor that. And so in order to honor that, you also get to honor yourself, right? So you get to enjoy your body and the journey, but you also get to understand that you can have a goal to maybe level up and maybe feel a little bit more confident in your own skin, right? We get to do both. It's an and world. This is not an or thing. So when I coach women through this, it's like, okay, listen, if you do want to lose 10 pounds or you do want to feel a little bit you know, stronger, you get to give yourself grace around it and you get to give yourself time. But what I do with my clients, it's different, I think, that, than others is I create what's called like a fitness container right? So your fitness container gets to be consistent, but your fitness container gets to be moldable and malleable, right? So for example, every day, Monday through Friday, I have a fitness container. That means that every day, Monday through Friday, I go to the gym at 6 a.m. I do. Now, I don't go to the gym every day and say, oh, I'm going to go kill it. I'm going to go do hit. I'm going to go lift weights. I'm going to go do every, all these things. No, I wake up and I say, I'm going to honor my body. How do I feel? Does my body feel really energized? Awesome. Let me tune into that. I think I can do a couple sprints on the treadmill. I think I can do a really heavy lift today. Or do I wake up and I'm like, wow, I had an emotional night with my husband. My kids are driving me nuts. I'm tired. I'm going to go walk on the treadmill, right? But you get to commit to showing up for yourself because this is what happens when you commit and you're irrevocably committed to that container, you get to shift and change like how you show it inside the container, but you grow confidence, you grow skill, you grow that muscle and that habit. And that habit is what's gonna take you from you know, the point where you're at now in your fitness to where you really wanna be. It's not about the intensity, it's about the consistency, right? So for women that are really struggling with that, it's like, just give yourself a container, give yourself grace in the container and understand that it's not going to always be that crazy workout you see on Instagram, which is bullshit anyway, because I, I don't believe half of that stuff, but it, it's going to, you're going to continue to grow the muscle of the, and the skill that it takes to keep showing up for yourself. Right. And that's beautiful. And the same skill you get to develop with, I'm going to create a container of, you know, maybe just twice a week you're gonna eat a salad because that's as much as you can do right now. And the next week it's three times a week. And the next time it's four times a week. But you start to give yourself small little shifts so that you can grow into the confidence and build that muscle. And that's powerful if you start now. I, I love, I've never heard anyone say that about a container. I love that. Cause like, I mean, yeah, I'm the no judgment diet queen, right? Where I'm like, <laughs> You know, if you want to eat a pint of ice cream, go for it. Just don't freaking judge yourself. Cause I was the girl who did do all, I followed the protocol to a T. I did P90X for, you know, 90 days and I woke up and I had gained 10 pounds, not a muscle, but a fat. I couldn't, I couldn't even get my fat jeans on. I couldn't even button them. Right. And so I went on a 30 day ice cream diet. Now I ate normal food, but I literally for 30 days gave myself permission to eat up to a pint of ice cream a day because I knew that it wasn't about what I was eating, how much I was exercising, how little I was exercising. I knew it was about 
this little thing in between my, my cute little ears. Right. And it was like, I had to do a mindset shift. And so I dove into not avoiding the foods I had decided were the foods that created, you know, the weight gain or the cellulite or, you know, but I love this concept of a container where no matter how you feel, you commit to being, and I think it's bigger than just exercise. Exercise for me personally is like, I have to, not because I'm trying to lose weight or stay fit, Mm -hmm. but because I'm trying to stay present to my life Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to stay present. And when you move your body, body, what? You give your body permission to let go of stuck energies. You give your neurotransmitters permission to rewire in a way that's how, like, yeah, I could keep going because I I love having this conversation with you. I love having it too. And I also want women to know too, you've all, uh, society has connected weight loss with exercise. Ah, drives me crazy. So listen, it's not about that. You're ex- working out is for your mindset and your health and your endorphins and getting stronger so that you can do life. Right. And, and some, and for me, it's mental too. It really gives me a mental release, but it's not connected to weight loss. Like this is a pet peeve of mine. Like movement is part of what we do as humans right? Moving our bodies in different ways and finding nourishment in our movement. It's not punishment, right? We're not getting on the treadmill in order to punish ourselves for something or try to work off that last five pounds. It's not about that. And if your workouts feel like they're punishment and you're exhausted and you're miserable doing it, don't do it. (laughs) Just stop. Like it doesn't, it's, it's supposed to fuel you, not deplete you. So really take a good look at that, you guys. If you're looking at your week and you're like, wow, I'm exhausted by Friday because I've been at the gym and I'm doing these hit classes and I'm doing the spin class, I'm doing all this really adrenal taxing work, like, gosh, slow down. Go for a walk in nature and go for a nice yoga class. Like, relax into it. And I guarantee your body will respond so much better than if you're pushing it to that level with those high cortisol levels, your hormones are out of whack, your adrenal glands are fatigued, your body's going to gain 10 pounds like yours did, right? So chill out, just chill, do change your mindset around why you're in the gym. And, and if you're looking to lose weight, there's different ways to do it. And it starts with sleep and water and nutritious food. And it's not about taking things out of your life. It's about giving yourself more sleep giving yourself more water, giving yourself more nutrients that will help you release the weight. Right. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a, yeah. I, like, no, it's true. Like you never hear some people talk about more sleep, more water. I mean, I'm kind of a weirdo cause I have very erratic sleep patterns. Um, and, and, and I'm not the best water person. So that's cool. So for, from your perspective, why sleep, why water? Yeah. Well, sleep is the body's healing system. You know, that's how we reprogram. That's how we, our cells completely, you know, regenerate overnight. That's how our brain gets regenerated. It gets filled with good, you know, fluid that helps us think better. Our body, when we're sleeping, it repairs all of our muscle. When we're sleeping, it repairs our hormones, right? Everything is set in the morning, right? So if you're not sleeping, none of those, those biological things that need to happen in order for your body to function happen. They just don't, right? And if you're not drinking water, you guys, listen, water is life. Like we're 80% water, right? And what's interesting to me is that women tend to really 
to depend on coffee and all these things that tax our adrenal systems. Whereas if you're just drinking, you know, 60 to 80 ounces of water a day, it's going to help your body flush more fat, flush more toxins from your system, which is going to help you and your hormones. Um, and I'm really big on hormones operate better. So water is really important, but it also electrolytes with your water is really important. So, you know, the water's got to get into your cells. It can't get into your cells unless it's got the electrolytes there with it. So making sure that you're doing all of those things is really important. So there's, it's smarter, not harder, right? <laughs> How do you get electrolytes into your water? Yeah, this is really good. Um, so you can take electrolytes, you can get electrolytes. But what I do is pink Himalayan sea salt. Girl, it's, it's my jam. So pink Himalayan sea salt is full of, you know, good magnesium and electrolytes. Then, then I, before this, I actually posted a story to my Instagram. I had my pink Himalayan sea salt, little chunks, pop them under my tongue, drink my water. There you go. Cool. And you could probably sp like, like crush some, it, like mm -hmm. put it in your water and, and drink it. If I you guess want to. if you like salt water. <laughs> Just a little while well, you're you're putting it under your tongue. What's the difference? It's good. I like salt, right? Yeah, I love salt. I'm a salt, and, and you know, I a lot of my audience, like we we you know, we come from access consciousness, and and a lot of like when you're letting go of a lot of polarity in your body, your body physically needs more salt and more water to dissipate and release the chemical charges that polarity creates in your body. And so salt and water literally helps create more consciousness, eliminate all the stuck patterns in your body. It's why movement does too. So, Hey, I love, I, I'm like, bring it on salt and water. You're taught. Yeah. That's and great. it's actually, you know, people think it makes you bloat. And what's interesting about that is if you're doing sea salt, pink Himalayan sea salt, really good quality salt, it's actually going to help you flush excess water from your system oh. instead of keep it on. So of course the table salt is not what I'm promoting, but you know, those good minerals that are getting into your system are going to help you flush out a lot of that excess water and inflammation. So do you do that every night? Do it every morning. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. All right. I'm going to add, I'm see, learn something new every day, add it to my repertoire. I love it. And it's a great pre-workout. It gives you tons of energy. Okay, cool. So, so we told your story of the before, the, the, the shift, yeah. where are you now in so, your journey? It's always a journey, right? Like we're still, I'm still loving this journey and I love navigating it, but I guess where I've landed right now, and it certainly could change in the next few minutes, but where I've landed right now is, you know, I've come to this place where I get to accept all of my imperfections, right? I get to embrace them and I get to enjoy them, right? And I think that by me enjoying them, it allows me to share them more, which mm. has been really great because it, it allows me to still be in service in that way. Mm. So self-acceptance, number one, but number two, you know, I realized that those whispers are still there, right? My dragons are still in that cave. <laughs> but now when they come out, my sword is super, super sharp. Mm. And, you know, that, that edge is lethal. And so for me, it's like I have the tools in my toolbox now to understand when they start to creep up and want to make me their prey. I like to say that. And now I have this great toolbox around me that I can use to quiet those voices. And so I'm not, I'm not telling people that, yeah, look, they might not ever go away. That's okay with me. But every day I get to navigate how to slay them, right? So that they don't take over my consciousness and that I can be present and awake. And, and that's the analogy I like to use because they are so dark. 
and they come on so fast. And if you don't get to the root of it, you don't stand in the fire with it, and you don't really unravel it, they will keep coming back and you will never have a sharp sword. Mm. I love, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think there's a huge misconception that once you like get to a certain place in your life that they don't come back, they're always there. I mean, I heard an interview with Elon Musk. He's like, fear is always there. I just don't give it the energy and the juice. And it's like, the more we give our, our demons energy and juice, the more like they, uh, you know, the more they come out to play yes. and the more we give our strength and, you know, I love that sharpening the sword and slaying the dragons, the more we give that the strength and that knowing that we're in charge. Yeah. It's priceless. So I'm so, I'm so grateful that just to have this conversation with you and to have you be here. Um, so here's you a couple things. I'm going to ask you, where can people find you? How do they get in touch with you? If they're like, I need more of her and more of this information, how do they find you? Yeah, pretty easy. My name, jenniferbleddington.com as my website. Um, I'm on Instagram that way. I'm on Facebook that way. I hang out on Instagram a lot so they can I have a lot of content, but I just talk a lot. <laughs> I do a lot of mindset work there. So that's probably the best place. Cool. And so last question is, um, what's next for you in this journey? Yeah. You know, I have a real big goal, um, this year to get on the TEDx stage. I really want to do that. And I really want to speak, uh, nationally and internationally on bigger stages so I can spread this message. Um, but what's next for me is really diving in and, and really supporting women in their journey. That's my mission. That's what I want to do. And so However that looks, I'm open to, but you know, I'm, I'm all for women just standing in their authenticity so that they can live in congruency. They can live their value system in, in action. And, and that's what I support them doing. Cool. And last one, <laughs> I lied. <laughs> so if you get to that million and you know you're there, um, what, does it feel, <laughs> what does it feel like for you? What, what, what is it for you? It feels empowering. It feels joyful. Um, in that moment, I'll know that all of the adversity was for that reason, right? And I'm not saying it has to be a million. I'm just saying that it, it, it needs to make impact, that my adversity, my story gets to not be, you know, drowned. It, it doesn't get to be quieted. It gets to be shared. And that adversity gets to, you know, support and be in service of others. And that is like the biggest payoff for me. Awesome. Oh, Jennifer, it's such a pleasure. I'm so glad you joined us today. So you guys check Jennifer out, follow her on Instagram, go find her on her website. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We will see you for the next episode. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you liked what you heard, if you were inspired comment, send us an email, let us know what changed for you and feel free to share it with your friends. Also make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes and inspiration so you can create what hasn't yet been created before. It takes guts to do what you're doing. So if you're ready to be the rebel, follow me on Instagram at Catherine underscore Macintosh and follow the No Judgment Diet on Facebook and Instagram for the latest and greatest tips to tap into your brilliance and on. Un- 
leash your awareness. Genius was not created by following the rules.